One Percenters, welcome back to another episode of the One Percenter Podcast with David Nurse. This week, we have a professional athlete turned actor, turned producer, turned whatever he decides to be. And trust me, that journey of making those shifts, it wasn't always easy. That actor, that guest, today, T.C. Stallings. T.C. was on the path to be an NFL running back until it was literally taken away from him because of what he believed in. Not his abilities, but because of what he believed in. And T.C. could be like The Rock in acting. Literally, their past lineups very similar. But he can't in the world of this world if you don't compromise your values. And TC is exactly that, uncompromising. He lives who he is, he lives who he says he is, and for so much more than himself. He isn't an actor and a producer for the fame and the glory that it brings. He does it as a platform to show others the way to true and ultimate joy. This guy is an absolute game changer. Trust me, he'll be feeling super motivated and super juiced up after this podcast. So one percenters, buckle up, because here we go. You, how, how do you, because you were you an amazing player. I was watching those highlights, uh, the high school clips. Dude, you were, a, you were an NFL player. You had that ability, and you know you had that ability, too. So yeah. dealing with circumstances of not letting you be able to do what you do, like, how did you how did you deal with it? You're saying I mean your junior year was amazing, but still your coach is, is messing with you and your senior year he's not allowing you to play and and knowing that that's that's hurting your chances for your dream, which you've which I know you poured everything into becoming an NFL player. Like how do you deal with somebody else taking away your circumstances and still having joy? Yeah, well see it was it was it was hard. And 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 to be quite honest, at the time I started, like I said, I was a, if you see the documentary, I had just learned how to really be a, a, a believer and a follower and, and to believe in all that stuff that I'm reading and all of that. But I found it to be really, really difficult when you actually doing it right. And yeah. so I'm seeing that I'm supposed to pray my way through this, but I'm new to this really. So it wasn't easy. It wasn't hard. I mean, it wasn't easy at all. It was very, very hard. I was upset almost every single day, especially since after what happened my junior year. I'm like, well, it's going to be rinse and repeat my senior year. He's going to come at me, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to ball out, and I'll get to the NFL regardless. You don't control my life. God does. Well, this brother was controlling my life. Like, (sighs) I wasn't playing. And I think the kicker was um, all throughout the year I watched him do this, and, uh, and again, let me just preface this by saying I've already gotten gotten over this. And that's right. why I made the documentary the way I made it, where it kind of focuses on my responsibilities as as a Christian. And like I said, that guy saw me before I changed and knew how to really live it out. So he saw hypocritical TC. He, he didn't see know what I'm doing, TC, until later. And by that time, he had already made up his mind about me. And another thing I want to say is, in doing the research for this documentary, I found out that, you know, my coach passed, he passed away uh, oh, last year, actually, man. at 51 years old from a heart attack. So wow. I made sure not to say, you know, you mentioned earlier that everything is documented. Yeah. Well, that's important because when somebody is not here to defend themselves, you can't be saying stuff that either they didn't already say or they like they, they're not alive to refute what you're saying. And so I refuse to say anything that, can't be proven or can't be refuted 
You know, so yeah. at the end of the day, basically, as you see, everything that was said was documented. Well, in this case, what took the cake for me, you asked how hard it was. You know, um, I I went through that all year where I would play very, very minimal because he just didn't really want me on the field. And, well, senior day, man, senior day, senior day, <laughs> yeah. senior day. Um, a freshman started over me and uh, played the entire game. And my my folks had came up from Cleveland to see me play. Geez. And um, this was the last time I played a game in Cardinal Stadium. I hit the field for like one or two plays, man. And yes. and nobody earned it. It was given to them. And so for me, I was fuming. So I was I was completely, completely ready to break something. And um, about this time, I'm married now, and I got a baby on the way. Wow. And I'm like, I'm trying, this is my, I'm ready to go to NFL. And this guy's messing with that. And so for me, that it was like one of the lowest points. But the lowest of low was the bowl game we made it to against BYU. And um, I didn't play, dude. I'm pacing the sidelines, <laughs> walking back and forth. And uh, I didn't, and this is the last time I'm going to ever play college football. Surely, after, oh, all right, geez. I've been through 11 games. Here we go. This is it. Surely, you're going to let me play this game. Especially since I didn't lose the spot in the first place, you you took it from me, and I I do that dude put me in to down the football. Like we had we had BYU beat, so now we just got to down the ball. To get and out then of he there. put you in at the end of the game to down it two times. Oh. I went I went in I went in. We took a knee two times. That's just rubbing it in. And for the first time in years, bro, since I was a kid, I literally just when it, when the when the um, when the uh, Clock struck zero, dude. I knew it was yeah. all over. Man, I just started crying. Yeah. And I'm not a crier. It was and it, and it, was, it was just tear star streaming. I wasn't making no noise. I was just – and I stood on the field. I was the last to come off the field because I'm like, it's over. And uh, so I'm going and I'm leaving. And my wife is, is at the wall with her arms out. So I run over to her, and then I'm just hugging her, and she's just like, you know, you did it. And what she mean by that is I held my peace. Yep. I never went to the news. I never, I never, you know, did, you know, made a fuss about it because I was actually waiting on God to do something. And I expected to have like this 300 yard, you know, game, yeah. and, <laughs> one game. and it didn't happen. I didn't even see the field. Well, I was getting, I was getting ready to leave. I was getting ready to, um, to leave the, the field. And normally we all went through the card hand clap where all the players run and slap hands. And, it, and I was supposed to do that for the last time. And I was a leader on this team, and I didn't even want to do it, man. I, I started to walk off. Brother, this was just like the movies. Gosh, Every man. fan at the at the bowl game started to yell my name. They're like, Tony, Tony, to the whole side. And so I cried even more, and I told the vet, I said, I'm going to go and do this. And I ran one last time and slapped their hands. And, I, and, and uh, that was a special moment for me. So to, to wrap this story up, man, I go to the locker room. And I'm getting all my stuff out, and I'm like, I can't believe it's over. And I was just like, you know what? I got to figure out how I'm going to get this done because when you go from nearly a grand to 500 yards and barely hit the field, they mm -hmm. don't know the story behind this, and this ain't going to look good. Coach comes up behind me and says, fix your face, man. At least we won, and walks off. It was a last <laughs> shot. And in my mind, in my mind, I knocked him completely out. In my mind. Right. But I said, if you do that now, he wins. It's over, bro. 12 games, you're done. And let God take it from here. And so that's man, that was a long answer, but that's that's the that's the long that's the long no, short of it, man. That's amazing because if you watch this documentary and everybody listen, you've got to watch this documentary. Like 
you were legit. You were NBA or NBA NFL level for sure. And to have yeah. someone take a dream away from you and literally put it in the palm of their hands and take something that you had been banking on that that was going to happen and and literally like tease it right there in front of you and not allow you to have it that 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 can crush people and most people when something like that happens like they're not able to overcome it they're not able to bounce back but what i love about your story is you didn't use that as something like oh woe is me i'm down and out my dreams have just been crushed you've shifted because what I know of you is the actor that you are and the becoming the producer that you are is, is not even the sports player that you are. So to say that, how did you go from that situation that could be so life crushing and so just detrimental to be able to make a shift, not allowing your circumstances to control who you are, but able to make a shift and transition into something completely different that that God had planned for you? Well, it was interesting, man, because like right after that, um, you know, my daughter, the NFL draft was April 19th mm-hmm. and, uh, my daughter was born April 20th. So wow. when, when, when my wife went into labor, I'm getting calls from my agent saying, you know, there's a chance you might actually still go fourth round. It's like, they really are. We're impressed with your, your combine workout. Um, but you know, you, the one mistake we made is, you know, you were a four, four, two sprinter. Holy but smokes. I was I was coming out of I was coming out of the draft with some really big backs. I came out with William Green from um uh BC, uh Deshaun Foster from UCLA, oh, yeah. Yeah. um Luke Staley, yep. who had he broke his leg, but he had like fifteen hundred yards. So I had to do something. I had five hundred yards and didn't play that much. And I'm at and I and, and so I'm like, I got bigger. I went from two oh five to two eighteen and went into the combine. I did I did the bench press 25 times and i mean not the nfl combine our, our pro day mm-hmm. i did the bench press 25 times i outleaped everybody out jumped everybody but i ran a four six and i was upset because I, i'm just i never i didn't that wasn't even my playing weight but i was trying to look impressive and just bad advice so right i needed that fast 40 i needed that 442 and i didn't give it so when they're drafting my daughter's being born you know what i mean like and, and so i'm <laughs> i'm conflicted so my daughter actually was born with fluid in her throat, so she had to go to the ICU, and I didn't even get her right away, so we stayed at the hospital. So with my wife's two days in recovery, I'm watching the draft, and I watched, when I watched um, the first running back go late first round, and then I watched a 1,500-yard running back in Luke Staley go sixth round, oh, geez. I was like, I'm not going to get picked. I knew I wasn't going to get picked. And so when I didn't get picked, but see, I had left school early, by the way. Like, I, I was in my senior year, but I didn't even go to school last semester because I, I was working out trying to get to the NFL. I was right. like, school, I can always. So, man, I was I was out of a job. I was out of school. I was We lost all, like, we had no money. And I remember sitting there, man, with my daughter, and our lights were turned off. We got a candle going, playing Monopoly, talking to each other, like, what's going to be our next move? And I ended up going to the Arena League. And I broke records there. And so it, and I'm trying to, like, show myself. So then the CFL saw me, and I got a workout with the Calgary Stampeders. Well, I snapped my ankle uh-huh. in, in, in the arena game before the Calgary Stampeders, but I, I asked my wife, should I still go? I went anyway on a messed up ankle. I had two days to recover. So it was okay, but I taped it up, and I went out there and said, I'm just going to give it all I got. It was good enough to where I smashed that workout and got signed the next day by Calgary. And then I got and then I achieved my dream, man. I was a Calgary Stampeder 
And uh, brother, that's a whole nother story. But I went out there <laughs> and uh, on my first carry, I went 63 yards in the, <laughs> in the game against BC. So that's how I, I did that, man. And I kept playing. And so I got a chance to live out my pro dream for six yeah. years. I still made it. But then, sure. you know, I go and I see a movie and I watch how this movie was transforming people's lives in the theater. And I start thinking about what I was going to do when my career was over. And I said, I'm about to pray about acting because this is this movie is like transforming people's lives in the theater, man. It's a Christian movie here. I'm like, maybe I can do this. And I said, That's well, cool. who made this film? And my wife said, the Kendrick brothers. And I'm like, well, let me reach out to them. I pray, reach out to them. Next thing I know, they give me a role. And so I, I, I retired that year and moved out here to Hollywood, and I've been acting ever since. <laughs> I glossed over that story, but that's it. Man. <laughs> no. Dude, that's such an amazing story because, I mean, you're, you're seeing something that you want, and, and you're making it happen. I'm a big believer on you can speak things into existence, and you make them happen. It's going to happen on God's timing and, and the best timing, not not ours, and it's not going to come in the package that, that we expect it to, just like you're, you're living out your dreams in your pro career. Like the same for me. I wanted to play in the NBA and sort of geared everything towards, but I still got to play overseas, play professional basketball and coach in the NBA. So it came in a different package. Same thing for you. You got to play professional football. Then you saw your next dream and you made that transition. You made that shift. And that's scary for a lot of people to do. So how did you know what's funny about it? You know what's funny about it, David? What's up? This is me and and The Rock. Me and The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. we, we, We have this in common. He he his NFL dreams got messed up. He went to Calgary. My NFL dreams got messed up. I went to Calgary. He Crazy. went the whole he went the whole season and um in uh training camp and thought he did well enough to make it. He gets cut the last day of training camp. I actually went the whole season, was on the practice roster just like him, and in the final game of the season, the two running backs got hurt, and I got activated. And that's when I took my first carry for 63 yards, got co-MVP, ended up with 133 yards on just six touches of the ball. So I thought that I was going to make the team. Yeah. Came back to training camp, was the leading rusher for training camp, and got cut on the last day of training camp. And what's funny is you can look this article up. Um, it's still there. I use it as a testimony. And so – he gets cut and he's broke with seven bucks in his pocket. I get cut and I'm broke with nothing. I'm driving home 32 hours from Calgary. He's driving home. He's like, what am I going to do next? I'm like, what am I going to do next? He transitioned into acting. I transitioned into acting. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's just, it just trips me out, man. But uh, but I, I it, it was just when I was sitting there, I remember being broke, wondering what I was going to do. Like I said, man, it was it was a simple prayer of what to do next. And I'm like, Lord, look, you if you don't I, I'm a purpose guy. Like I, sure. I believe in like God has a purpose for my life. So I was like, whatever you want me to do next, just slam the door on anything <laughs> that I that I shouldn't be pursuing and only open the door on what I should be. So football ended, my personal training studio ended, and what opened up is an opportunity to audition for the Kendrick brothers. And uh, when I did that, everything everything took off. And I got a call from Hollywood from an agent while I'm living in Louisville, Kentucky. And that kind of stuff just don't happen. Yeah, I and know. she said, if you come out to L.A., I guarantee you, I, I will represent you and uh, you will have a shot. And so I came out here for 30 days to test it out to see, you know, what kind of work I could get. And I let her know, like, listen, I don't do dirty work. I've learned to be committed to the Lord. I don't do 
stuff that where you got to be nude and cussing and all of that. So I'm kind of limited, but I believe in if I get a shot at this type of work, I'll make it. And then we came out here and um, I stayed for 30 days and, I, and and she proved that she would, would honor that. So then, man, I gave, I sold everything I had in uh, Louisville, Kentucky and came out here man. and, uh, and I said, I'm gonna give myself 90 days to make it. And, um, in those 90 days, so much happened, man. I ended yeah. up nearly homeless and everything. Uh, but the family that, that I was staying with, which was a friend of mine who I used to play football with, she said, you can stay here 90 days and figure it all out. Well, at the last minute, I, I had no work. And I was like, well, we got to go back to Louisville. I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, I was in this Bible study group out there, and everybody in the house was like, well, we don't think it's time for you to leave. And I'm like, well, my bills say different. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm broke with no home. They right. furnished me a home and, and a condo and put me in it. And I was able to stay because the people in the group put me in a condo. One of the people in the group owned a condo, and they put me in it so that, that I had a place to live. I was like, well, I need a job, and I need a church to go to. So I started looking for a church, and then finding the church, they gave me a job as the youth director. So now I got a job and a home. Well, a year or so later, the job that I had lost is funding, and I'm out of a job. And I remember driving home and telling my wife, like, man, we, we're we out of a job. I don't know what we're going to do. An hour later, I got a call from the Kendricks again to star in the movie War Room and take that lead role. One hour later. Man. And he said, I'm going to need you for 12 weeks. And I'm like, well, had I still been working at this church with these kids, I couldn't have took that job. Well, now I ain't got no job. I'm free to do it. Man. And then War Room becomes the number one movie in America. And that really launched my acting career. That's why I'm still out here seven years later. Man. <laughs> that's, man, that's unbelievable. That's just genuine faith in knowing that it's going to come. Like, I, I'm sure during the, during the time it was happening, you're probably wondering, like, man, this is it. What's going to happen? But it's it's once again, like we're talking about, just it's a relentless pursuit of what you of what your dreams are and knowing that it's, I mean, if you put yourself in that opportunity, you prepare for that opportunity. It's going to happen on God's timing far better. That's right. Man. And what That's I love right. too, man, what I love too is like you're coming out here and you're trying to become established in a world that is just, I mean, it can be dirty as can be. And, and yeah. one thing you're big on is being uncompromising. I absolutely love that term. When I heard you say that yeah. in an interview, like, I just gravitated to it being uncompromising and how hard it can be if you're trying to start in something and you're telling people, okay, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do that. Like tell us, tell us what the uncompromising means to you and how it is at, at a huge shape on, on your career. Well, man, it, at the end of the day, a lot of people call themselves Christian. And yeah. when, when you look at that word by definition, it means Christ follower. And it's quite simple. I'm walking behind Christ. I'm led by the Holy spirit. Um, God is sovereign over everything. Well, when it comes to my projects and it ain't even just acting, it's just whatever you do, whatever you say, wherever you go, you know, would God agree with it? If he's the leader of your life, if Jesus Christ is who you believe in and you, you follow scriptures and all of that, well, man, for every actor in Hollywood or, or wherever that say they are Christian and you're literally going to give God credit for a film where it's everyone's naked is cussing all over the place. And so you're saying he signed off on that, that God said, this is great. That God said, I love this script that Jesus said, yeah, this is, this is what being a Christian is all about. This is what I lead you to do. There is absolutely no way. So this is how you know that when I say compromise, what you have to do to, to be able to really 
justify doing something like that, you have to compromise your faith and your beliefs. You have to be like, all right, I'm only going to get certain actors to be a part of this. I got to make it dirty to get them. Like, I yeah. got to, if for people to buy this, I got to put more sex in it. For me Man. to be successful, I got to put more dirt in it. And it's like, and I'm only doing this to be successful with it. And then I'll go back to my faith. That's the compromise. And that's right. like, and what you see in scriptures, man, it's just like Matthew 7, 21 is one of those scriptures, man, where he says, not everyone that calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will even enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of the father. So he ain't compromising. He like, I'm not playing that game with y'all. And then he also says, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before the father. But if mm -hmm. you honor me before men, I'll honor you before the father. So all of these scriptures are make you pull away from compromising because he's saying, man, you try to play me for the world to get what you want and then try to say that, you know, I'm a Christian and praise God for this. He's like, the Bible says you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. So, man, I to compromise is a straight up forget everything you know, forget yep. scripture, forget all of that to get what you want. And, 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 and you, but to be uncompromised is like, I refuse to put anything before my faith, regardless of how big the paycheck is, regardless of how much notoriety I get and regardless of what it might cost me, because in the end it's about coming face to face with Jesus and being accepted. So brother, I would honestly rather never act again, be broke, be whatever. If it means that, my faith is intact. I don't compromise. So I say I say no to a lot of stuff all the time. And there are a lot of roles that I feel like if I just drop my standards a little bit, if I'm willing <laughs> to cuss just a little bit, yeah, I could I could be rolling. Yeah. But that would mean compromising and that would mean having to answer to God. So that is what keeps me rolling. But the great thing about it is the rewards that I get from him for honoring him and how I can inspire other people. And how I can show that I ain't about what I can get on this earth. I'm more so about right. what I can, be, what I can receive from the Lord when this time is over, because this time is short. And so I live by that, man. I, I, I authentically, authentically try to live out Scripture and not be fake, because that, that's, that's a big problem in this world, and I'm, I'm, I'm battling against that, I'm trying to be everything but that. Man, that's that's so refreshing on so many levels, because that's what I mean. Society wants us to be basically i mean to what this world can give to us and living in a world that that you're in 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 hollywood and that it, it looks like okay it's it's all about me it's all about growing my name it's all about being rich it's all about being famous like that's why you look at these people these huge actors or huge influencers or whatever it might be and they're just super unhappy even some i mean right. in the past couple of years committing suicide it's like there's right. no joy in what this world can give us. And I love hearing it from you because, man, you just literally ooze out passion and ooze out joy about you. And I know it's yeah. I mean, I know it's tough. I mean, it's it's looking at yeah. the same thing as like your NFL career. Like, you're shoot, man, you give the example of The Rock like I've seen you act there. You could be like that. You could be in some of that like that type of level. But for you to say that it's not about that, it's not about what you can gain here. And it's all about what you gaining Christ and the message that you send to other people. Like we need, we need more of you out there, man. We need more of you. I appreciate you. that. Yeah, for sure. And it's just, well, at the end of the day, David, man, one thing is guaranteed, you know, um, and I know for sure a little bit of compromise here and there, man, I could really, really, I, I, I don't even want to get into the type of uh, auditions that 
have come across that I couldn't even take the audition. Let alone, forget to see if I can get the role. Just walk in the room and audition simply because of the the language or the actions yeah. or the sex scenes or things that because um, I, I fall into this very unique category where it, it it's you're you're the leading man like heartthrob type of like yeah. thing where you, people always want to put you with you know um you know love scenes and take your shirt off and do all these <laughs> different things or whatever and it's like so for me I've seen roles where I'm watching, let me just put it to you this way. There are movies and TV shows and stuff that I'm watching right now that I had a chance to audition for if I would have compromised. Maybe could have got it and then been killing it. But at the end of the day, here's what's guaranteed in life. I'm going to die one day. Everybody's going to die one day. And you're going to be face to face with Jesus Christ. And at that point, he's going to say, have you been doing your will for my life? Or have you been doing what you want to do? And if you say, I've been doing what I want to do, what did Matthew 7, 21 say? Only those who do the will of the Father will enter in. And I think about that all the time, that every single day is an opportunity to check out. And I'm like, I I have to be ready to be face-to-face with him. And I don't care what's going on around me. That is a guarantee. So of all the meetings we're trying to get in life, whether it's an audition or a meeting for this or a meeting for that, none of that's guaranteed. But a guaranteed meeting with Jesus is going to happen. And even if you try to be late for it, you can't. <laughs> and <laughs> you don't know when this meeting is going to happen. Right. Good so point. how prepared do you have to be for it? You have to be extremely prepared. So I prepare every day for that meeting. That's what my life is. My life is preparation Love for it. a guaranteed business meeting with Jesus Christ. And I want my resume to be on point. Period. And I'm not getting in heaven because of my resume, but my resume, I'm getting in heaven because of my belief in Jesus Christ. But my resume authenticates that belief. My life is my resume and it must authenticate that belief. If I say I believe in Jesus Christ, I better have a resume that backs up that belief. That belief will get me in, but it needs to be legit belief, a life that backs up. So I can't be talking about I believe in Jesus Christ, yet I spent this whole life doing what I want compromising not reading scripture not praying sending like crazy not repenting and then i'm gonna be like but i believe and the bible say yeah satan believes too the (laughs) demons believe too you can believe all you want you know you can believe all you want and if you never transition into a christ follower then all you are is a believer like i said the bible says the demons believe satan believes but they ain't transition so your life gotta back up this belief that you say you have and so i live every day um, living a life that backs up the faith that I say I have, and then I want to be accepted by Jesus. And so that that really, in a nutshell, is what dictates everything I do and why I do it. And I'm glad this documentary and all my books and all that stuff shows people why I am the way I am, man. And uh, you know, I, I I I love acting. I love all. I love doing all of that stuff. And um, but you made a great point when you talked about some of these people that are so unhappy and depressed and all of that. And, I don't want to name drop, but I saw one. Um, oh, wait, no, this is fine to name drop because actually, man, I love that she said this and it, and it broke my heart. And I wish she was a friend of mine. I hope they even meet her one day. But Ronda Rousey was oh, being yeah. interviewed on, on, on Ellen. And she said that when she lost that title, she felt like killing herself Gosh. because she felt like nobody cares about who I am no more. And I was just like, I was in my mind. I'm like, Ronda, man, if, 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 if. <laughs> If, if people, if there's no one around you that make you feel like you're 
bigger than the title. And I wish I was her friend. Because cause I would have told her the title don't define her. And I think she came to that place anyway at some point, which I was really happy to hear. But that's, that's, that's the point you make about how if you put everything into that, that's the same thing that could take you out. But when you living for something bigger than all of this, then that never can happen. And that's kind of how I So yeah, I was just like, man, I hope, to, I hope to run into her one day and tell her I'm so glad that she found a purpose in life bigger than being the, the UFC champion. And that's how it is for anybody, any actor, any athlete, any anything. Your life and life after this is so much bigger than, than what's here. So don't compromise to, to, to impress this world. Be true to yourself and be true to who God made you to be and go from there, man. That's how I live. Man, it's, it's great. And you're, you're spot on. It, it's purpose that you have. It's living for something bigger. And what I love about you, too, is, is a lot of people will think, OK, if you're going to follow Jesus, if you're going to live for purpose, you got to do something in that realm. you got to do something. Oh, you got to be a missionary. Oh, you got to be in church. But everything that we do is going to be some type of some type of funnel to have an influence on others. And it's just using your platform for so much more. David, I can't like, hear you no more, brother. Oh, can you hear me here? TC, can you hear me? Oh. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Got you. Can you oh, hear me now? Yeah, I got you. Okay. My bad. My bad. My bad. Okay, run that run that back. I was saying I was saying it's it's uh I mean it's amazing to see that like you use your platform for something so much more. Because a lot of people will think, hey, if you're going to live for Christ, if you're going to live for a purpose, it's got to be in the missionary field. It's got to be in church. It's But everything that we do has an impact on others. And it's just how we use that platform. We all have a platform. Some might be bigger than others. Yours is bigger than some others. But it doesn't matter. It, it's the impact you make daily on others to impact others. And just your, I mean, your genuinity of being able to do that and knowing that, Hey, my my uh, determination of who I am, my sense of purpose is not found in what I do as an actor, as an athlete, but it's found in who I am. So it's really absolutely, man. That's, that's you make a great you make a great point. I use this analogy all the time. People always, and we talk about purpose. If you're a Christian, you don't even you know you you don't even create your own purpose. Your purpose was built into you when you were born if you if you believe scripture i always use the analogy of you take a, a orange and and oranges don't start out that way they start out as seeds but that orange seed when you when you go to the store and you buy an orange seed it's pre-packed already to be an orange mm-hmm. that that seed can only be an orange when you plant it in the ground if you expect any other kind of fruit you're not going to get it you're going to get an orange because it's pre-packed for that and it can't it it can't be anything else, even if it wanted to. And I'm like, so for us, this scripture in, in the Bible, which I love, Psalms 139.16, that's our example of being pre-packed. Because it says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Man, that is very, 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 very direct. And if you believe that, it's saying before you were born, God pre-packed you with a purpose. He knows already. He said, he said before you ever lived out a day, he know what he wants you to do. Funny thing about that is, 
fruits can't decide, you know, an orange seed can't decide if it actually wants to be what God made it to be, but people can. And that's when we get into trouble. When we like, all right, Lord, I know you made me to be something, but I'm going to be what I want to be. And a popular cliche in the world is you can do anything you want to do. You can be anything you want to be. And what's funny is that's bad advice for a Christian because, yeah, you can be anything you want to be, but you should want to be what God made you to be. Because what I want to be might not be what he wanted, what he designed me to be. So I always encourage people to ask God, hey, what did you make me to be? And, and throw away all my dreams, goals, and desires. Let me die to myself. And you lead me into being what you want me to be. And that's why that's my favorite scripture, man. And so I'm like, Lord, make me what you want me to be. And that defines my purpose. Man, I need everybody just to listen to you, to watch your documentary, just everything about it, man. You just like, there's just a joy and an energy about you that you're living for. Like, and it's cool to see that, hey, you're just, you're a normal guy. You're doing, you're in Hollywood. You're in a tough, in a, in a tough field. You're a sports person. Like, you're super relatable, but you just have this ultimate joy about you. And you just have this oozing out of you. And like, that's the same for me. Like, I wake up every day super excited for the day, not because it's about always what I do. Like, that's not always going to be the greatest thing. But it's no knowing what I'm living for and knowing that it's so much bigger purpose than just myself. And it's not in my hands that I that, that my happiness is going to weigh on. Oh, was I successful today? Did I fail today? Like, that's just going to drive you insane. So to hear this coming from you, man, we need to we need to get you out there to just everybody. Well, I appreciate it, man. And, and I, I my joy comes from seeing other people happy. Like, I, I don't yep. run around trying to preach everybody's head off. But what I do know is like the reason I made this documentary, the reason I write my books, the reason I do anything is because I know what God has done in my life. And I I could not stand to live this life purposeless and depressed and upset and angry and always trying to strive for a buck and to be known and to be look at me and my Instagram popping and my Facebook (laughs) popping. And and if all that thing ain't happening, I'm depressed because my world is wrapped up in and my life is wrapped up in this world. So for me, knowing that I found peace outside of that, my joy comes from, I don't go trying to, 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 to like, like I said, convict people head off and all that. I like to see people um, just living life, knowing what their purpose is. And, and I like, I like building relationships with people and, and just letting them see what Jesus can do yep. and seeing them happy and, and, and seeing them even, even their pain will make sense. Cause again, I call it ordained pain. It, according to that scripture, God, if he said he mapped out your life, well, those bumps in the roads, as long as you're following him, well, man, he scripted those bumps in the roads. If you go your own way, you done made your own bumps. And those, that's that. I don't want that. If I got pain in my life, I want it to be ordained. Well, God's like, hey, this is going to be tough right here. Because, you know, the Bible does say in this life, you will have trouble. For sure. But take heart, I've overcome the world. He says, everyone who tries to live a godly life will be persecuted. So I experienced my little form of that in college, and I'll continue yep. to get it, you know, out here in Hollywood and everywhere else. But that's ordained, meaning it was purpose for me. So there'll be ordained ways out of it. So when you understand your pain, you understand your successes, you understand all of that because it's wrapped up in Jesus Christ. You just follow the Holy Spirit. I like to see people experiencing that. So the only reason I say what I say and do what I do is because I hate to see people suffer. I hate to see people depressed. I just want to build relationships with people, love people. He said that's the greatest commandment, to love him and love people. That's really all I want to do, man. And that's why, I, I, you know, if I ever run into, 
you know, when I run into other stars in Hollywood, it, 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 if people have heard what I said and they're like, man, he's talking about me right there. You know, I, I do compromise. I do that. He probably ain't going to like me. No, it's not that ain't got nothing to do with it. It's I just want you to see it the right way. I hope to be your friend and, and I want to, you know, have a, a cool relationship and just I'm more concerned about your life after this. You know, so I, this ain't about like knocking people and, and I respect you know, uh, people in Hollywood, I, I I love all people, whoever you are. But, man, I'm going to defend doing it the right way. I'm just going to do it in a loving way. And as long as I don't never disrespect you or, or down talk you, or if I can just lovingly show you what, what Jesus said to do, if you, you know, that's all I'm after. And that's what wakes me up every day. So, you know, I don't want anybody to ever feel like, you know, this dude think he holier than thou. No, nah, man. I just, I fear God, I respect what it says, and I want to show you how it's done. And if you're doing it the right, wrong way and making him look bad, I want to behind the scenes encourage you to get it right. I ain't trying to call you out. Right. Um, but that's what that's how I live my life, man. And so that's, that's just me in a nutshell. I love it. I love it, man. We need everybody out there to pop this podcast in first thing they do when they wake up every morning and just get juiced up by T.C. Stalin. <laughs> hey, before I let you off this podcast, Man, I could talk to you about all, all day about these stories, and it's just you're an absolute storyteller with a with a purpose too, man. I love it. Hit me with uh, hit me with a mindset, some kind of mindset thing. Like, let's say people are they they want it, like they. So every day starts off with just being. I just want to know that God is leading me, because I cannot go wrong if He's leading me. Now that doesn't mean bad things won't happen or things won't right. get tough, but I I don't care about where I'm going. I just care about who's leading. So I would always suggest get up, get in scripture and pray first thing so that you can get in the right mindset. And just for the Lord is leading and ask him to lead your life. And then you you come what may at that point, I'm walking with the Lord, man. I'm good. So that's literally how I start every single day. Grab my coffee, grab my Bible. I pray, I study, and then I start living. And it's up to him what I do. Love it, man. Before I hit you with this last question here too, let us uh, let everybody, the audience, know how we can follow you, how we can support you, where we find everything TC Stallings. All right. So my website is www.tcstallings.life, L-I-F-E, tcstallings.life. And pretty much everything I'm about, everything I'm doing can be found there. Um, I'm on all the platforms. Just type in my name, uh, at TC Stallings. And, um, and yeah, man, it's just... Just if you're the praying type, keep me in your prayers, and I just want to continue sure. to li- live out my life for the Lord and continue to inspire. And um, that's that's pretty much it. I would love to see if you're an actor out there, aspiring actor, growing actor, and you're a Christian. There has never been Christian actor training, and I started it. It's called Uncompromised, yep. and it will help you out. So check that out. And if people ever wonder like why you only work with Christians, I'm like, listen compromising people already have enough work. <laughs> it's yeah. the uncompromising people that can't find a job. So yeah. I'm looking to help them. And then, um, and yeah, watch my documentary, 24 Counter. And uh, and then I got two books out that'll help. You know, and like I said, all my resources is just me using my gifts and talents for the Lord. So I'm not I'm not the type of tell you just run out and buy everything I got and, you know, try to make myself rich or anything like that. You pray and ask the Lord, do you need TC's um uh, documentary for for athletes. Do you need his book for athletes? Do you need his um his book, The Pursuit, that talks about life? Do I need his training? If you don't need any of it, don't touch it. And it, but if it's for you, it. it's available. And I hope it blesses you. Man, we got to get that out to a ton of sports teams. That's a really good idea. 
Yeah, man. I, I I think what I hope to do with the documentary is because the book Plan on God's Team is a 21-week Bible study that is actually based off the story in this documentary. Nice. And uh, so the, the documentary just brought the book to life, and you'll see what I'm going through. What I hope to do is to get with teams and, you know, and we're not even going to charge. Like, it's just come watch the film, and then afterwards I'll do a Q&A. And then I'll bring my books that are available for sale for anybody who wants to take the Bible study, you know, but it's my way of being able to get the word out and I don't got to like sell tickets or nothing. So people don't have no reason not to come and the, buying the books is optional if you want to go through the Bible study. But if I can get in front of uh, athletes and teams and youth groups and churches and stuff like that, that's really my goal for um, doing the documentary and be able to kind of talk about the things we just talked about. So, uh, you know, if anybody interested in having that happen, like I said, let's put together a free event. Man, I don't know why. No, that's cool. That's cool. I, I'll just I'll just wrap it up by saying um, my, my, my dream and goal for the documentary, like I said, is to have, you know, groups, you know, athletic sure. groups, um, schools, churches, teams, FCA, athletes in action, stuff like that. Yes. We, we put together free events, man, where we just come together, watch the film. I'll bring it for free. You know, I'll do a Q&A afterwards. And then... Like I said, the book is ba- the, the the documentary is based off my book, Plan on God's Team. Um, the documentary just brings that book to life and really dives deep. So I'll bring that book, and it'll be available for purchase for those who want to go through that 21-week Bible study. And uh, that's that's really, I would love to see that happen. So if anybody's interested in doing that, they can contact me at teamtc at tcstallings.life. That's my um, team website. I'm at my team web um, email address. And uh, we can set that stuff up, man, especially here in Southern California. Uh, outside of California, we have to do set up some travel. Uh, you know, they got to pay for me to come out there. Like, just <laughs> give sure. me a plane. Yeah, for sure. At least I'm doing a free event. At least yeah. get me a plane ticket. You Dude, know? absolutely. And, uh, we so got to talk, hey, we gotta talk more on that, man. We can we can definitely set those up. We'll talk more about that yeah. after this podcast. I want to remind me. I want to talk to you more about it. In the last, last final question, since it's a one percenter podcast, what yeah. does – what does being a one percenter mean to you? It can mean any any type of thing. It can be athletically, obviously. Yeah. It can be beliefs and being with a purpose. What does when you hear being a one percenter? What does that mean to you? It means, man. Where I, one of my other favorite scriptures is, it says, "Foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head." Love it. And for me, I want to be. I don't want to be in the comfy foxholes and then the bird nests if it means compromising to get there because if jesus is out um with no place to lay his head that's because that's where his purpose led him i want to if i'm a one percenter i'm going to be in that in that number where i'm out there with with jesus in the dirt where where he is and i can see the comfortable nests i can see the the warm dens but he's out there in the dirt with his face in the in the dirt because that's where that's where because the, the world rejects him. That's the whole point of that. I want to be there with him. And a one, it's a small percentage of people that's willing to have no place to lay their head like Jesus is. That's why he says, wide is the gate that leads to destruction. And a lot of people will choose it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life. And very few will find it. Very few. Talk about a one percenter. <laughs> I, want to be, I want to be in that number right there. Money. That small percentage that gets it right. I want to be in that. And that's why scripture is important and prayer is important because it's on our own. We, I ain't good enough, man. I'm not that clever. I'm not. I need him to get it right. And so that's what it means to me. TC, you crushed it, man. That's money. 
the whole podcast right there. You want to find ultimate joy, you got to listen to this guy. Follow everything that he does. Man, I really appreciate you. Appreciate you coming on this and just appreciate the light that you are and just the giving, caring, genuine person, man. It is, it's really refreshing. So like I'm saying, man, it's uh, blessed, to, blessed to be a friend to you, but just blessed to have people like you out there in this world. Big time thank you for joining me on the One Percenter Podcast. Hopefully you took something away from today that you can implement into your own life. Hope you all have a great week. Thank you for supporting the One Percenter Podcast. Go out there and do something for somebody. Change somebody's life. If you change one life, that is leaving a legacy. The rest is gravy on top. Remember, life is a journey. Enjoy it. David Nurse, One Percenter Podcast, signing off.